You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. Let's join in for this week's message. All right. Title of my message, Unction for the Function. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm telling you, we're living in a we're living in a time where we have entered into a function. And a function is something that's not professional. <laughs> and we are being run by a bunch of amateurs right now. The word unction means spiritual fervor or the expression of such fervor, passionate expression. Now, I'm just going to throw that out there and let you just kind of look at that for a minute. And I'm going to preach to you here just a minute. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 17. says, Therefore Samuel called the people together to the Lord at Mesphah. And he said to the sons of Israel, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I brought... Israel up from Egypt, and I delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the power of all the kingdoms that were oppressing you. But you today rejected your God, who delivers you from all your calamities and your distresses. Yet you have said, No, but set a king over us. Now, therefore, present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your clans. Now, the people wanted a king over them. God brought Israel out and delivered them. God did. But yet now they are setting their eyes on a man. Now look at 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 6. Then Samuel said to the people, It is the Lord who appointed Moses and Aaron and who brought your fathers up from the land of Egypt. So now take your stand that I may plead with you before the Lord concerning all the righteous acts of the Lord which he did for you and your fathers. When Jacob went into Egypt and your fathers cried out to the Lord, then the Lord sent Moses and Aaron who brought your fathers out of Egypt and settled them in this place. But they forgot the Lord their God So he sold them into the hand of Sisera, captain of the army of Hazar, and into the hand of the Philistines, and into the hand of the king of Moab. And they fought against them, and they cried out to the Lord and said, We have sinned because we have forsaken the Lord and have served the Baals and the Asherahs, but now deliver us from the hands of our enemies, and we will serve thee. See, there is a point of breaking that we all get to. At some point when we've taken our eyes off of God who delivers us, where we've put them on man, and God has to step back in. Come on. 
Look in verse 13. Now therefore, here is the king whom you have chosen, whom you have asked for, and behold, the Lord has set a king over you. This is Saul. If you will fear the Lord, man, that is a huge word right there. And it's in the Bible, and it's only two letters, if. The people wanted a king. The people wanted a man to be able to lead them. And God still, in his sovereignty, it wasn't his perfect will, but he was like, okay, here's what I'll do. I'm going to set a king over you, and if you will fear the Lord and serve him and listen to his voice, listen to his word, listen to what's coming from the kingdom of God and not rebel against the command. If you'll not rebel against the word, rebel against God's principles and laws, come on, then both you and also the king who reigns over you will follow the Lord your God. And if you will not listen to the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the command of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord will be against you as it was against your fathers. Hmm. Now, that's a big word, if. <clears throat> and the people chose Saul because of what their eyes were seeing, because he was head and shoulders above. He was head and shoulders above all the people. His family had title. They were valiant warriors. So he looked the part. <laughs> Come on. But Saul could, couldn't do it. Saul could not follow the Lord because he always had his eyes on man and on people. Saul feared what the people thought about him. Saul would watch them get in fear and then he would get in fear and then he wouldn't obey God because he was ruled by his feelings and his emotions. Are y'all with me? We've seen this last week. His pride, his ego robbed Israel of peace and rest. And there was constant warfare with their enemies. They were gathering up around them until one kid believed God's word. Till one kid believed God's word. He heard what the giant was saying. He recognized who the enemy was. He recognized that this enemy was trespassing on what God gave them. So David wasn't in a debate. David wasn't trying to reason out how he couldn't kill this giant. There was a, never a debate whether or not David could kill this giant and that this giant was trespassing on his ground. Come on, y'all with me? David didn't even have to. David just declared the word of God. Are y'all with me? See, David wasn't worried about Goliath's reputation or his titles. 
See, when your eyes are on man, you can't see and hear what God's saying. All you hear is what that giant's saying. First Samuel 16. Come on, we're going to go somewhere today. <clears throat> then Samuel took the horn of oil, anointed him in the midst of his brothers. He's anointing David. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward... The Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward, and Samuel arose and went to Ramah. Now the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. Now, let me just show you something here. The word came. It says the Spirit of the Lord came upon David mightily. That word in Hebrew, when you study it out, it means to break out. The Spirit of the Lord broke out on David. It, said, it means to push forward. The Spirit of the Lord pushed David forward. David wasn't even mentioned when to be invited into the tent with his other brothers when Samuel said, I'm here to anoint one of your sons. But the Spirit of the Lord pushed him forward. Come on, are y'all with me? The Spirit of the Lord broke out pushed him forward. What had been out in the pasture, what had been out as a second thought, the Holy Spirit brought forward, come on, broke out. Right. Profitable. That's what it means. Calls to prosper. Effect for good. Come on. That's what the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God came upon this kid mightily. Oh, man. The word upon. I love this. The word upon, it denotes a position. The Spirit of the Lord came into position. Come on. It came into position. In other words, it came among. It came with. Means with. The Spirit of the Lord came with David. Wow. <laughs> oh. Listen. The Spirit of the Lord took position with David. It's a strong statement. 1 Samuel 17, verse 45. Do a little recapping. David wasn't there to debate with Goliath. David wasn't there reasoning 
why he couldn't kill him. David, the spirit of the Lord with him, with an unction for the function. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. This day the Lord will deliver you up into my hands and I will strike you down, remove your head from you and I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and that all this assembly, everybody that's around me that can't get this that are only seeing a giant, everybody that just sees the problem, come on, that they know the Lord does not deliver by sword or by spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. David begins to quote, quote scripture, the battle belongs to the Lord. It has nothing to do that what, what weapon I got. The battle doesn't belong to how many people we got, how many people you got. Dude, you're trespassing and you're, you're on my inheritance. You're on my inheritance. I plead the blood. I plead the blood of Jesus. It's more than enough. I plead the blood of Jesus. Come on. And what does it say? He will get. Listen, we are his inheritance. We are his reward. We're his reward. And so who is this giant that comes down and says, I can't be his reward? I plead the blood of Jesus. He's more than enough. Come on. He can fix all my mess. Over my house, over my kids, over my grandkids, I plead the blood. Over my business, over my school, I plead the blood. Over my car that won't start, I plead the blood of Jesus. Come on, I'll never forget when I, I had a friend of mine, Rodney Evans, his mother was a wacko. She was a spirit-filled, tongue-talking, believing machine. And I thought she was the, this Baptist boy was like, woman, you scare me. <laughs> and my Bronco wouldn't start in her driveway. I just want to get in my Bronco and leave. She done caught us with some cigars. I mean, we were just... I'll never forget Rodney's, that they were under my cap on her, I left them in the wrong spot. <laughs> we had been on the river, 
We'd been, yeah, we'd been on the river, and I had them cigars underneath my uh, cap. She found them, of course, Holy Spirit. And I'll never forget Rodney said, you know what Pastor Ronnie always says? Smoking ain't going to send you to hell, makes you smell like you've been there, though. I was like, boy, that's a good one. I'm leaving. I thought I was leaving. And my Bronco wouldn't start. Oh, and here she comes. I got the hood up. She comes over there and she lays hands on my battery. I'm like, what is she doing? Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus that this battery start. That this truck start. I'm like, oh, man. She goes, try it. All right. Pow! That sucker fired up. And I was like, I'm out of here. You can have the cigars. You know? You know? I plead the blood of Jesus. Come on now. Yeah, now I'm doing the same thing. It's crazy. I need to, I need to get in touch with her. Tell her I'm sorry. <laughs> the battle belongs to the Lord. It's His. See, he wasn't debating Goliath to be whether he was going to be a servant or not. That's what, that's what the enemy wanted. That's what Goliath said. Come fight me, and if I win... Uh, you'll be our servants. If you win, we'll be yours. Listen, if he would have debated Goliath on that and went and fought him under those pretenses, he'd have lost. Are y'all with me here? You can't fight the devil on the pretense of, oh, I'm going to try to. It's the blood of Jesus. Nothing more, nothing less. Nothing you can do. Come on. It's blood plus nothing. I plead the blood. See, we have to come to the grips. And hear me now. Y'all's refrigerators ought to be getting full because this is another one of those things put on your refrigerator. We need to come to the grips with our position as God's children. We, we got to come to grips with that position. And then we have to believe it and then we have to mature in the word of it. You're going to have to mature in the word of your position as sons. And as you begin to accept the fact that you are sons and daughters, then you become kings and priests. Oh, my God. Come on. Are y'all hearing me? But you got to allow yourself sonship. If you can't do the sonship, you're not going to get to the kingship. <laughs> Listen, with everything that we're facing today in our culture, now more than ever, we have to be led by the unction of the Holy Spirit. If we're going to be effective, we've got to be led by the Holy Spirit. And I can just tell you, yesterday, I was stumped. I was stumped. We're walking through H-E-B. We're walking through H-E-B. 
and there's these two ladies. And they're, they, yeah, they're, they're, and yesterday at HEB, on Saturdays, they're going to feed you. They got all kind of things to drink. You little take a shot of whatever. So we're walking through there. And I mean, we're full as a tick as it is anyway, because we went to Loopy Tortillas. And so we're going in there and there's these two ladies and I walk by and this lady goes, do you want to try some monkey toe? I said, I kind of laughed and I, and I said, do what? She said, do you want to try some monkey toe? I said, monkey toe? No, I think I'll pass. And I walked on. Well, unbeknownst to me, I didn't hear what she was saying because she said, do you want to try a mojito? <laughs> I know it. I'm trying not to become my parents. <laughs> yeah. And, and worse than that, I didn't know I offended this woman. I just kind of walk off and laugh. And I'm like, and Michelle, she goes, you didn't hear what she said. She said mojito. I said, oh, what? I said, so we're laughing. She got offended. And honestly, I didn't even realize she was even a black lady. And then her white lady friend took on that offense. And so three aisles down, they're all ticked off, ready to kick me out of the store. I'm like, lady, if you only knew what these ears been through, you're lucky I got monkey toe out of that. But listen, Ashley had a great point. And I, and I mean, they chased us down and come to us. Because the one lady, she's so fragile that the enemy came immediately and began to replay this white, racist, bigoted, Man is making fun of me. So hypersensitive. Come on, are y'all with me? Laughed at first. But then all of a sudden the enemy walked in. And now two aisles down the road, her friend picks up the offense and comes and is doing her white supremacy. I'm, I'm bowing down. Come, are y'all with me? We live in this culture that's so hypersensitive that we can't even mess up. That lady left her post and went crying. Listen, here's what we're faced with. 
hurting people all around us. We've got sick people all around us. We've got possessed people all around us. We've got abused people all around us. Are we to hit our knees in sorrow and travail and begin to cry out to God? Is that what we're supposed to do? No. Our job and our position is to have a word. It's not to hit our ground. Oh my God, this world is coming to it. And then live on eggshells. Come on. I, I left there going, I refused. You know, I would have said I'm sorry, but I don't think I'm going to now. Because anything else I say from here, I'm going to offend you. Because I really can't wrap my head around this ridiculousness. Come on, are y'all with me? So I need to have an unction from the Holy Spirit how to minister to what's going on. Come on. We need an unction for the function because we're in a function right now. We ain't to sit down, oh my God, it's coming to an end and we're all about, no. We're here for a reason. We're not here to react and back away. We're here to respond like David did. I come to you so that all these people will know that my God's God. Come on, when David walked down there and cut that giant's head off and walked out of there with that ugly head, it fired everybody else up. Everybody that had all the armor clanking and had all the right tools, had all the right javelins, had all the right arrows and bows and spears and everybody that had all the tools but didn't have the faith to use them got fired up because somebody slung a slingshot because they had an unction for the function. Come on. Andy? Andy smiled, so he, for 20 years, y'all don't know, but Andy used to be in the media booth, and when something would go wrong, I would just holler, Andy! Because it embarrassed him, just like now. <laughs> mm. All the while, the voice of a giant echoes in the valley. Christians are on their knees travailing to God. Come on. We need to stand up and have a word. We need to stand up and have a word. You're going, today, you're going down. Come on now. See, that's our position as leaders and followers of Jesus. Oh, that's just a bunch of Old Testament. Come on, let's, all right, well, let's go to Acts chapter 1. Just go ahead and freak you out. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. And gathering them together, Jesus gathers them together. He commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, 
but to wait for what the Father had promised. Oh, come on. May not be no, it just may be wait. May not be no, but it just may be wait. I may just need to be getting you in alignment. I may need to be getting all y'all's thinking lined out because, boy, y'all can really screw this thing up. So I'm going to need y'all to go up there and wait. And then when you get together and you get in unity, then come on. <laughs> Look what he says. Commanded them to not, to not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you heard of from me. For John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And now, when they had, now, and so, when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? Jesus said to them, it is not for you to know times or epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judah and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. In other words... From now until it's over. But it, what he tells them is, don't get hung up in times and epics. That ain't for you. That's not for you. Your job is to wait here for the promise of the Holy Spirit who's going to come upon you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> And then you will receive power. Right? Okay. Say, I agree with the word of the Lord. <laughs> Jesus is telling them, you're going to be immersed with the Holy Spirit. You're going to be immersed in the Holy Spirit. But I want to point out to you something in verse 5. For John the Baptist, John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I know it's just a play on words, but here's what we've said in the past. Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? It's a huge difference here. You're not baptized in the Holy Spirit and then you, just, you get out of it like the water. No, you're baptized with. You're baptized with. You're immersed with. It's a huge difference. Come on, are y'all with me? See, you're baptized where he breaks out, moves you forward, prospers you, 
for your good. Come on. He comes upon you. It is a, listen, it is a position. With is a position. Here's where I entered. Here's where I come out. And it's like a line being drawn. Are y'all with me? And power from that moment. And because when you're baptized with the Holy Spirit and immersed with him, it, he doesn't leave you. Come on. He's with you all the time. So that power is working with you all the time, every situation, when you wake up, when you go to bed, when you wake up again, when you're at the grocery store and the monkey toe. Come on. Do what? You misunderstood what she said, not who she was. That's a great point. I misunderstood what she said, not who she was. That was, yeah, that wasn't even the deal. And so now she's struggling. She don't know who she is. She does, come on, she needs Jesus. She needs Jesus to fix, come on, the heart. Because that's the deal. We, we can't run around going, we need more laws to come against gun violence. We don't need more laws. We got enough laws on the books for guns. What we need is a mind and a heart fix. Are y'all with me? We need people with a, a word. We don't need another law. We need the word of God moving through power, through unction, through us, come on, that brings this into right alignment. Y'all mm -hmm. with me? The word with is a primary preposition <laughs> denoting a fixed position indicating a place reached or entered upon the point which action or motion proceeds. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, when we've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, it is a point of action that proceeds from that moment forward. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent men take it by force. Come on. But here's what cracks me up. They go straight to is, is it this time? Is this the time? Is this the time that, see their human reasoning and their thoughts is this the time the Jewish kingdom and the government is going to be set up? Because, see, they were so oppressed by religion and so oppressed by the Roman government that they were so ready to get out of under that. And Jesus is like going, let me tell you all what's fixing to happen. 
you're really fixing to see something. It's going to come from the inside of you. All this government ain't going to change. You're going to change the men's hearts that's in it. You're going to change the religious mindset and that worldly government mindset in people's hearts. Come on. And I love, <laughs> and it's so funny. Look at verse 9. It said, and after he had said these things, he was lifted up while they were looking on and a cloud received him out of their sight. And as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was departing, behold, two men in white clothes were standing beside them. And they also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus who has been taken up from you to heaven will come to just come in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. In other words, don't just stand here gazing, looking up. You got stuff to do. This ain't going to be the wildest thing you've ever seen. But that's what we've done. We've took up the position. Oh, Lord, come back. Oh, Lord, come back. And we quit occupying. See, we've got so hung up on I received salvation and that's it. And now we're looking to go to heaven that we forget to occupy that we've been filled with immersed a point of entrance, a point of action. Come on. We forgot that there is a point of action and it ain't to stand here gazing, looking up. But it's to do something. But when we just go to church and we're just waiting on heaven, our lives are falling apart, our marriages are falling apart, our finances are falling apart, our kids are falling apart, everything falls apart. We got to get our, hey, I'm filled. I, I need, I've got a word for what's going on in my life. I've got a word that can restore my household. I got a word to get my kids back. I got a word. Come on. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I plead the blood of Jesus over my family. I plead the blood of Jesus over my finances. I plead the blood of Jesus over. Come on. I serve notice. Oh, man, come on. We, we've got that. Why? Because we've been filled with the Holy Spirit and we've been immersed with him and power. And it ain't just to kind of walk around and just get by. <laughs> come on. It is to put the enemy to flight. You are trespassing, and today I'm about to cut your head off. So that everyone will know that my God's God. Come on, man. Are y'all with me? First John chapter 2. still don't believe it. First John chapter two, 
verse 18. Children, it is the last hour, and just as you heard that Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have arisen from this, we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not really of us. For if they had been of us, they would have remained with us, but they went out in order that it might be shown that they all are not of us. But you have, a, you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you all know I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it and because no lie is of the truth. Who is the liar? But the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father. The one who confesses the Son has the Father also. As for you, let, the, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. Ah. Oh. Let me, let me just stop for just a minute. Now, it says the Antichrist, it went out from among us. Remember the word Christ means anointed. It's not anti-Jesus. Oh, the anti-Jesus crowd. No. It's anti-anointing crowd went out from amongst us. In other words, there is those that went out from those who were walking with the Holy Spirit and power. They left and don't have the Holy Spirit and power because they are anti-anointing. Oh, man. Come on. They were among them. But now they're not among them because it just freaked them out. Come on. That woman laid hands on my battery and I, I can't even believe What are you doing laying hands on a battery? That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. No, but it started my truck. Listen, it was the anointing of God that juiced that old battery up. It wasn't a set of jumper cables. It wasn't anything but the foolishness. Come on. That confounded the wise. I thought. Come on. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I, I don't get it. I mean, why did Jesus spit in the ground and rub it in somebody's eyes? to freak you out. Jesus would offend your mind to reveal what was in your heart. And don't you ever forget that. There's things about God you ain't going to understand. Because he will. Well, why do we got to speak in tongues? I don't know. Well, I know now 
Because it's because the devil don't know what I'm trying to say and what I'm trying to pray and what heaven's trying to get to me. And so it's like Morris code and the devil don't know what's going on and he's just dumbfounded. And the whole time we're just functioning, winning wars and we're doing things and the whole time that this Morse code's going on and the devil's like, what are they? I don't know what they're doing, but dead gummin, they keep winning. It's because the kingdom of heaven, the will of God is being revealed through what? I don't know why he's being encouraged and why he's, you know, come on, are y'all with me? Because my prayer language is in the Holy Spirit knows what's in my heart when I don't even know what's there. And he's praying the will of God and, and this is going on and the devil's powerless to stop it. Oh, come on, man. That's what speaking in tongues is. It's Morse code. And yeah, if that makes you weird, then yeah, because the devil don't want you speaking. He wants to know exactly what you're going on. Come on, man. If speaking in tongues was of the devil, you'd have been doing it in a beer joint. You spoke Dutch in the beer joint. Oh, that's happening. Come on, are y'all with me? We just get so freaked out about this stuff and there ain't nothing to be freaked out about. It is to empower you. <laughs> okay, let me keep reading. So it's anti-anointing that people have a problem with. Even religious people. Because when you receive the Holy Spirit, you're immersed with Him. You're going to be guided, led, and taught by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is now going to be your teacher. Look what it goes on to say. And this is the promise, verse 25, which He Himself made to us eternal life. These things I have written to you concerning those who are trying to deceive you. There's people that will try to deceive you out of having and walking in the anointing and the power. Come on, are y'all with me? And as for you, the anointing which you receive from him, it abides in you. And you have no need for anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you, Come on, you want to know why people are so immature sitting in church Sunday after Sunday? It's because they won't allow the anointing of God to teach them. That's true. Yeah. It's right there in the Word. How many of y'all, show of hands, how many of y'all, you're reading your Bible at home, you're praying, and you get here, and all of a sudden, we'll preach something that it's like, golly, I've been... I've been studying on that. Come on, look at the hands. You know why that is? That's the anointing of God working on the inside of you, confirming that you're hearing Him. And that's why you don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Because God's going to confirm to you that you're hearing Him and He'll begin to teach you. And there's a lot of times you could preach this very message. 
I know Heather, Heather Edwards, she come up here and preach the message. Uh, wherever she's at, I don't know where she might be in the kids' church. But she'll all the time come up, she'll, her notes will be exactly what my notes are. God's showing her, you're hearing what I'm telling you. You're hearing. Now you can begin to act on that unction. Oh man, come on. You're hearing. See, the enemy doesn't want us to hear. It says he will teach you. Look at verse 28. And now, little children, abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink away from him in shame as he at his coming. Let me just say this. There's going to be a lot of people who shrink away when he comes. Because it's going to be that deal where depart from me, I never knew you. But when you're walking in the anointing, immersed with the Holy Spirit, and you're walking and doing, and you're, come on, and you're in the unction of the Holy Spirit and He's confirming your hearing and you're laying hands and you're speaking a word and you're moving mountains and you're slaying giants. When He comes, it ain't a shrinking back. You're so familiar and have been walking in the power of the kingdom. It is a roar and a celebration when He comes. Come on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? It's a mighty roar because you've been functioning and walking and moving in the power of the Holy Spirit and His Word is alive and you've been experiencing it in your life. You've been seeing God open doors and you've been seeing God, come on. You've been seeing God make a way where there was no way. You've been thinking back, who am I that you've brought me this far? Who am I that you've considered my house? You've been seeing God restore your family. You've been seeing God reconcile. You've been seeing the work of the kingdom of God in your life. And you are just like, there's my king. That's what I've been looking for. That's why I've been doing. That's why I've been, come on. And you haven't been anxious for everything that's going on around. You haven't been perplexed. You haven't sweated, but you've been in total rest and peace at everything that's going on in the culture, in your life, because you've been walking and resting with the Holy Spirit because you entered in at a position that was bought and paid for by Christ. And now you walk in it. And all you've got to do is seek Him first. 
Come on, what does it say in Matthew 6, 33? But seek first his kingdom. Seek his dominion, his authority, and his power. Come on, that's powerful. Seek his authority, his dominion, his power, and his righteousness. What it takes to stay in right alignment with his authority, dominion, and power. What is it going to take? I'm going to have to pursue it. I'm going to have to go after it. And as I seek his dominion, authority, and power, come on, all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day's got enough trouble of its own. Come on, that ought to free you up. The Holy Spirit. But here's the deal. And listen, and don't get hung up in, oh, blaspheming the Holy Ghost or most people don't know enough about the Holy Spirit to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. But you can grieve Him. But hear me. He doesn't leave you. He's waiting for you to get in alignment so that he can get back into action. So if you feel like you've grieved him, y'all stand. It's simple. You just repent and you say, Holy Spirit, however wild this gets, because it can get wild. Ain't that right, Mama? Mama asks the Holy Spirit for parking all the time. She walks through the store. Lord, Holy Spirit, where's the good deal today? She shops with the Holy Ghost. Is that not radical? He's just weird. <laughs> Come on. I, oh. Come on, it's time to get weird. I mean, everybody else is weird. Monkey toe. <laughs> Come on. And I know you can be weird. Turn him loose. Come on, turn him loose. Tell him, Holy Spirit, I, I let you loose to work in my life. You, you know, there is nothing I love more to watch is when you turn a horse out. You can leave a horse up in a stall and not appreciate all the power 
and majesty of that horse. But when you turn him out, it's like he swells up on the muscle. And you got to be careful because they kick you when they leave. And man, when you turn them out and they roll them old nostrils, peanut, and, and just let go. Come on now. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do with your life. Let him. Take the halter off and let him go. I'm telling you, he's been so grieved for so many years and stalled up. And it's time to let him loose. It's time for us. He is, he is longing to do in our lives, in our schools, on our jobs, in our businesses, over our kids, over our... Come on, release him. Come on, Father, I pray right now this morning. Holy Spirit, forgive us where we've held you back because of our feelings, because of our emotions, because of our pride or ego. But Holy Spirit, there's a hurting world. We release you to move and guide and lead us and teach us. Your anointing. Ooh, wee. Here's what I want to do if I can find the oil. Ashley, would you come up? Kent, would you come up? Mark.